Broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> what up, everybody? Welcome to episode uh, 63 of the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast. This is a really fun episode. So get your pencils out because you know that this podcast is designed to hype you up, get you inspired, you know, in any endeavor you're doing in life, but especially. To those visual artists out there using this to fuel the hand that drives the pencil. You know what I'm saying? That's what we want you to be doing when you listen to this podcast is draw, 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 and explore the infinite realms of your imagination in visual arts. Um, this is uh, the pre-summit podcast we recorded this on Thursday night. We we're sipping on a little whiskey, you know what I'm saying, smoking a little smoke. And uh, I was definitely a little saucy for this episode. Um, we got some more spooky content in there. We have the debut of uh, year one Ghost Scout. Daniel Chang Christensen, a.k.a. Mind Cop, as well as the return of Lerm and Danny from the residency. Um, so uh, you heard from them last time. You get to hear more from them this time. The lovely ladies of the Ghost Scout residency, the first female Ghost Scout residency. Very exciting. Um, and uh, right now it's Saturday. And everyone is here. The summit began on Friday. Um, but this is the pre-summit pod. So uh, we will also be doing a summit podcast at some point in this week with uh, with the with the whole gang on it. The Mega Posse Cut podcast, which is going to be amazing. Um, but uh, this was just a fun little, little warm-up the night before everybody arrived, getting hyped, getting spooky. Um, we've been having a lot of fun watching spooky movies up here for movie night. We watched It Follows on Wednesday night. And uh, before that, we watched The Ritual, one of my favorite spooky woods movies. So we've been getting spooky with it. And, uh, oh, I forgot to mention last podcast, but... Um, this past Wednesday was my birthday, so this has been the best birthday week ever, you know, just chilling up here in the woods, doing our thing, doing the summit, and then having my birthday, and or doing the, doing the uh, residency, having my birthday, and then having everyone arrive for the summit two days later. This is such a fantastic birthday week for me, um, and uh, I turned 39 so I'm getting up there. I'm no spring chicken, you know, but I'm a summer grouse right now. You know, I'm, a, I'm in my full plumage. Summer grouse, summer grouse, who's going around building the house? That's me. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess there's not a whole lot more to, to say before this one. Um, we're just up here right now getting into the, the Ghost Scout Summit zine. Um, we got, we got the, the weather pushed us out of our big hike on Mount Mansfield today. Um, so we're going to push that off till Tuesday and we have spent the day, uh, working on our collaborative Ghost Scout Summit zine where everything in this zine is going to be collaborative, we decided, and everybody's just passing around jam comics and collab drawings, and we got the all-star roster up here, and I've been shooting video, so we're going to have some great video content. I put up a a little taste on the Instagram, but we're going to be sending that, doing, I'm going to, I'm going to edit together some real BTF minisodes and get them up on the Patreon. So if you aren't up on the Patreon, get on it, get on it. Cause you know, you know that you want it. Um, shout out to all the other scouts, uh, out in the world. We're, we're missing you. Wish you could be at this summit. Mark it on your calendar next time. Cause this is the event of the year, not only for ghost scouts, but everywhere in the world, in every reality. Ghost Scout Summit is the hypest week of the year. And uh, we're going to be drawing more this afternoon. We're going to be doing a little cookout, and then you know we're going to be watching some UFC tonight, streaming UFC in the VIP zone, in the pavilion, getting real fucking rowdy up in here. So, uh... Yeah, hopefully everybody's hyped out there. Hopefully everybody had an amazing week. Um, I know that I did, as I've just said. Uh, And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's just jump into this amazing pre-summit pod. All right, here we are once again in the cabin, in the Ghost Scout cabin, in one of the Ghost Scout cabins in the Gosham National Forest. Here with the summer residents, we've said farewell to Seth. Lerm is still here. Danny's still here. Uh, and we have a new old friend, uh, new to the podcast, Daniel Chang Christensen, a.k.a. Ghost Scout Minecraft. Give it up. Yes, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Everyone. Welcome, welcome. Your debut on the podcast. This is very exciting. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> yes, a year one scout. Yeah, I just keep coming back. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It's very exciting. Um, so yeah, listeners from the second to last episode will remember uh, Danny, a.k.a. Ashley Blades, and Lerm, a.k.a. Computer Person. Um, and last time we had, we were, we were capping off with some spooky stories as always. Let's get right into some spooky stories tonight. Danny, last time you went last, why don't you start us off tonight with some spooky 
stories, thinking about what might be spooky in your life, you know, the things we were thinking about last time, what might be some spooky folklore from the Philippines. I know there's some juicy, spooky stuff going on down there. Well, um, uh, there are a couple of ones that actually happened to, like, people I knew. Um, That's the kind we like the most. (laughs) So, um, my best friend, uh, she went on this immersion sort of thing. It's when you um, go to a, a province in the Philippines and basically you stay there and like help the people out. Um, so going from like a more metro- metropolitan area yeah, to a more to rural, rural area? area yeah. Okay. yeah, so um, usually they're there to help out in the schools or help the community out. Um, but then like most of like, these villages will have like their own like set beliefs about certain things and they like some of them you know they're the, they don't like they don't uh they, they're kind of in that animistic sort of uh belief of like everything has a spirit um including like you know um <clears throat> things that they can't explain um so yeah so there's um she she went there on a class trip and when she uh one of her friends one night um said that they had woken up with a heavy feeling in their chest and they looked when they looked out of the window there was a person who was like watching them jesus oh god uh and then they they just they just thought it was a hallucination so they just they were just like you know i'm sleepy so i'm kind of i'm drowsy and i don't know what i'm seeing so they went back to sleep um and then the, um they started asking around if like they knew of this person because they remembered the features. It was a young boy. He had this sort of hair. And, like, none of the villagers really knew who they were talking about. Um, so the assumption is, in their village, is that um, the spirit is following you. Um, so uh, they headed back after, like, a, a week of being in that village, headed home. And then a week, a week after... This this person just dies out of nowhere. What? Like no, like this person was not sick. They did not bring a home like a fee. They were in, they were in feverish when they had gotten back. There was nothing wrong with them in their medical history, not at all. But then they just like flat out died. The person, and the person who person saw who the saw follower. Them. Yes. Oh my god. And um, so like uh, so the assumption is now that they had brought this evil spirit back with them. From awake? Um, from from the from the the village. Oh God! Because that's what we were talking about. Was it you that was saying you don't go straight home from yeah. the wake yeah, last yeah. time? Because it might follow you back. Does yes. it tie into that? I like yes. that. <laughs> oh my God! And we just watched it follows last night. This is a very relevant story to us. This is very spooky right now. It was scary. Wow! So this was someone that you knew. This was somebody that my, my, my best friend had known. Okay, wow. From their batch, yeah. Wow. And so what was the description of the person that they saw? It was a it was, it was a just boy. a young boy, um, had big eyes, like oh, had big certain God. features. Um, young boys. If you oh, ever man. see a young boy with big eyes... <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> Take a cl- quick look at your bucket list because it might be your last week on Earth. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help because uh, I think because the villagers, they, they, they vacate some of their homes to make space for the homes of uh, for these, like, students. Oh, so it could possibly, you know, could have been someone that they had known or right, somebody right. who used to live there. Wow. Wow. Damn. Yeah. That's fucking spooky. What did you think when you heard that story? 
I was just like, Ugh, man, I mean, you, th- you think you're doing a good thing by going there, and then you bring home a spirit, and <laughs> shit happens. Wow. No, but it's like, yeah, it's it's scary, because I actually um, went to, like, a, like, I had to go with this family to see a witch doctor for one of my immersions. Like, we, I was like, why don't we just take her to the hospital? She's like, I know somebody else who can help her. And then we ended up in the, somebody's hut. And this guy was, like, trying, like, like putting, like, leaves on the back of this little girl. And he was, like, rubbing some things into her skin. And then, like, he would, he said a few things and the, the girl started crying really loud. Wow. It was, like, it was so madness. So, what kind of hut so is this? Do you, you weren't there. This is a I story. I was there. You I was were there. there. Yeah. Okay, so what is this hut? Where is this hut and what does it look like? <clears throat> so, like, I just had the... It was weird because I was... It was me and another a girl from my class and... We were we had to take care of it. We went went with this with this foster family and we had to take care of her her daughter and um, so most of the day we're helping her out like taking care of like the household chores and things like that. And then the, she says that the her daughter has like a cough or a fever, so um, we decided to like try to make a trip to the main um, like the main city or area of that town which has like the hospital. So we went there first, and when, like, apparently, like, the doctor, like, recommended some um, the, of the usual stuff, uh, but, like, I guess she she didn't want to buy any of the medicine, so she was like, um, I guess we could go to this other place I know of, and we are just like, eh, all right. <laughs> wow, wow, like, wow. Like, well, it was too expensive or Damn. something? Like, what? Well, she was well, just like, nah. Well, not a lot of them have, like you know, the money to pay for, right. you know, yeah. medicine and drugs right. and things. Right, so. so it's like a transitional point in the culture. Like, some people believe more in the traditional medicine. Yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. Um, so, yeah, we ended up in this, like... It was just like in the mid. It was like in the middle of a grassy area. I don't know. We were just like we just like in the woods. Just like how far did you have to go to find a little this bit hut? outside of uh yeah outside of the city yeah like so it's a bit a bit more like like the terrains are a little harsher and like the leaves are like the trees are overgrown and things oh like that. shit like, those overgrown trees are sounding spooky you're walking uh, on this path with all these trees that are overgrown. yeah and for some reason the the person who was like on the tricycle because we you take tricycles to go around um they Wait, knew where they tricycle? were like <laughs> a pedaling tricycle like uh like our ground. tricycles look like it's a motorcycle with a little like like next to it is like a little oh, yeah. um like for sitting like area, yeah, like a little. You drove in motorcycles and sidecars out there. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. It's we went to hey, they, hey, jump in it's this sidecar on this tricycle. motorcycle. We're gonna go see the fucking witch doctor right now. <laughs> yeah, that you can fit like five awesome. people in there if you really wanted to. Wow, wow. I love in this. You'd be like two, like two people plus maybe a kid, and then at the back you could have two more people, and then you could have one person right, sitting right behind the driver. And you could get one of those spooky kids chasing you. <laughs> all the way there. One of these ghost children chasing you all the way there. Yeah. Wow. This yeah. is incredible. I love this adventure we're going on right here. Yep. Okay, and so what happened? So what, how did it resolve? Did they get better? Well, we we didn't. Um, so the next day we asked, and then the like she, she, we just saw the mom, and she was just like, oh, she's fine. 
She's fine. But like you can't really take her word for it because it's like we didn't see the daughter there. So did you feel like it was legit? Did you feel like some spooky magic was happening and you were like, wow, this is real? Or were you like, oh, this is not what I would want to happen if I had needed some I was attention? I was kind of like, like I was just like staring at my friend the whole time. I was like, what, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. this is getting, this is getting crazy. Right. Um, yeah, because like we're there from a all girls Catholic school and like we don't know what what's happening. It's just like, it's, Wow. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Like, you know, when the kid starts crying, we're just like, well, then what did, what did he try to do to her? It seems like a conflict of interest to be going from a Catholic <laughs> school to a witch doctor. Yeah. Isn't, oh that like, isn't that like a pagan idolatry? Yeah. Isn't that off the, off the reservation there? Off the map? Yeah, I mean, we did it like... It, like we didn't even talk about it after we were just like so spooky. Oh we were just like, wow. all right, what did we just like witness? So what right was now? this? What was the what was the person who lived there like? What was the vibe of this person? He was an old man yeah. in like kind of tattered clothes. It seemed like it was. It seemed like it was part of a movie, but I was just like, this is, <laughs> this tattered is real clothing. Life. <laughs> I mean, like he was just like wearing basic yeah. t-shirt and an shorts, but it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> did you book was he this? Texting? Did you book this appointment on an iPhone, or did you just like show up? There? <laughs> oh my god! It was god. an Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, this was in high school. But yeah, yeah, so it's just sort of like pre-digital booking. Yeah, pre-everything. Yeah. Damn, I wonder what's the status of this witch doctor business right now. Yeah. This is still very much like alive and well in the Philippines. I'm not like, sure because that was the first, I was like in disbelief when it happened because it's like, I didn't know this thing still happened now because I feel like uh, primarily the Philippines is a lot of Catholics, Christians. Yeah. Wow. And They're because of the Spaniards, over. you know, yeah. that's why we were colonized and all God that and it. trickled off. And yeah. mm-hmm. Wow. So do you think there's merit to it? Do you think there is some spooky magic going on there? It's just spooky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's there's magic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, your um, test sample wasn't that big to know. Yeah, really. yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm. It's too, too, you have to keep going back. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty spooky. So, Chang, what do you think? Do you have any good spooky stories? Your first time on the podcast. I I definitely didn't come prepared to tell a spooky story, but I did have something that uh, shook me when it happened to me a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you're like Seth. You're like I got here, and it was raining. <laughs> that's the spookiest it, thing that's ever happened to me just, in my life. It shook me to my core <laughs> when the water started to fall. <laughs> Shout out to Seth. We miss you, Seth. Butterflesh. Butter Keep that flesh buttery. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I uh, was staying with my parents in a uh, little timeshare in uh, outside of Asheville. So this uh, was two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, it was about two weeks ago. Okay, right um, before you came here to visit us. Yeah. To stay with us. Yeah, I was okay. going on a little road trip with my parents down oh. to Asheville and the uh, mountains outside of there. It's super pretty. Yeah. Uh, cool area. Asheville's cool from where Shout I saw. out to Asheville. Yeah, there's some Asheville Scots. Yeah, Beard Lips. Mm-hmm. Is Joran in, is Joran down in that area? I, it's one of those states, Chris but Nelson I Nelson was down in North Carolina, but now he's right in Massachusetts. From, yeah. Yeah. Southernish. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I was staying with my parents in a little timeshare, and uh, it's in pretty deep woods, uh, like a hour outside of Asheville, um, and 
I uh, was sleeping in uh, like a single bed in a room with a timeshare and I woke up in the middle of the night and uh, I felt like a, a pricking in my like arm and I felt like through the corner of my eye I could see like a, a, a person standing there so I in my mind I felt like uh, I had been like drugged or something because I I was awake and I was like fully conscious and I could kind of like see what I could see from like uh, staring straight in front of me but I couldn't really like move my head or my eyes um, but I just felt like numbed in like my uh, arm and like sort of spreading throughout my body so I felt like it was like an anesthetic or something like I'd been drugged and like was like lying there unable to move sleep paralysis um, I that's what I think it was because wow. I, mean, I was just lying there and I just like the the sensation and that like specific idea that I had been like drugged and someone was like in there uh for some nefarious purpose was so like clear and like uh specific in my mind that I just felt like uh oh shit I have to like throw myself awake uh but eventually I, I was like wait wait okay it's like it's been too long so like I feel like I don't know I sort of regained control of my senses so, like I guess I can't really do anything either way so I'm just gonna uh you know relax and uh you know woke up the next morning and uh I guess I I wasn't dead and my she went to sleep after that. yeah I just I just like I, I sort of I calmed down because it was like there's literally nothing I could do I was right. like there for like 15 minutes I was like I mean I spent some time trying to like throw myself awake but I I couldn't like move or uh are you sure it wasn't a dream it felt different than a dream it it did feel different uh and it's like i feel like the uh sensations in my body it felt like i was like awake and you know like i should have been able to move and stuff but I, i i don't know if sleep paralysis is like a dream state or if you are actually able to see stuff because i feel like you could easily recreate the room in your mind if you're dreaming yeah and then fill it with whatever you know scary thing i've had those kind of dreams before where i'm like i'm awake and like Mm -hmm. and i think kent said that too he's like he's had the inception where you like wake up from a dream and you're still inside of a dream Mm -hmm. and then you wake up from that dream Mm -hmm. but we've had multiple spooky tales of sleep paralysis on this podcast before so that's we've heard of this before it's Mm -hmm. very interesting i'm into this i've never experienced it really didn't cole experience sleep paralysis during your residency with him here i think i remember and he'll be here tomorrow when the summit starts but i remember him saying he was napping like outside the cabin here and he had about a sleep paralysis and he woke up and he was terrified and he couldn't move do you remember that? That rings a bell. Uh, Cole told me a lot of weird shit, so I feel like it's hard <laughs> to uh, parse it all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cole's a strange bedfellow. Yeah. And he'll be here. So we'll, we'll have to ask him about it. We'll have to try to catalog that. We'll be doing a summit. This is, this is the official pre-summit podcast because the Ghost Scouts Summit, Ghost Scouts Year 8 Summit starts tomorrow. Uh, we have many scouts arriving and we'll have to try to catalog that to ask Cole about that on mm-hmm. the official summit podcast, which will happen sometime during the week. So that's good. That's exciting. We'll see if we can remember that. File mm-hmm. that. File it up, computer person. <laughs> beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, beep, boop. Save. Nice. So that's a recent, that's a pretty recent mm-hmm. spooky endeavor. Wow. Was it My freshest fear. Yeah. Wow. So you felt like something might be trying to come in and like possess your body. I, I, I don't know. I feel like what my mind went to was like someone is going to like 
some sadistic fucking murderer freak is gonna like oh paralyze me and then like kill my parents or something who are like wow. sleeping in the other room wow wow uh, i don't know for what I, purpose I don't know, the fucking murderer freak. <laughs> that seems to be into. a common theme with the sleep paralysis things. Is there like an there's like an ominous intruder? Mm-hmm. Yes. Up to no good. Yeah. That seems to be one. Because yeah. Mike Vance had one. And I thought that who, too. Did you talk about it? I don't think so. Okay, because you wait. Were you if only on last the two weeks ago? Right. Yeah, I don't remember you talking about it. Okay, talk about it. Oh Let's hear about it. Let's hear about this spooky sleep paralysis. sleep paralysis. I love it. I have experienced. Like I remember experiencing it as a as a kid, or sort of related, um, where you're like you're like trying to yell something, mm-hmm. and you like nothing is coming out for some reason. And then I like literally was trying so hard to yell that I actually started yelling for... I was yelling at my sister, whose bedroom was, like, across from me. I was, like, mad at her for some reason. And then I woke up yelling, which was really weird. But, yeah, I've experienced sleep paralysis um, in college. I think it has something to do with just, like, being stressed out or something. Um, I used to live in this studio apartment... So my bed was like was a twin bed facing the left wall and you from like from the foot of the head of the bed you could see the door which just led to the inside of the apartment and like It's all always other, spooky yeah. when you're just looking at a door from your bed. Yeah. yeah. And it's the door to basically outside. Yeah. So it it has like a a deadbolt. Um kind of flimsy to be honest. And so I'm laying in bed and I, yeah, I just remember, I remember waking up and looking at the door and like someone opening the door, but like you can't move. So just like that feeling of like, it's totally terrifying. So someone is like walking in and it's so close to you. Like it's, uh, only, it was a very small studio, only slightly bigger than this cabin. Um, so whatever that, which is whatever about, it was, which is the close. interior dimensions of this cabin are probably about 10 by, by 10. Yeah, 40 <laughs> by 40. It's a, we have a basketball court in here. It and felt like, it felt amazing. this close. <laughs> yeah. 10 by 10 cabin. So intimate. We're all in it. Very intimate surrounding with our shoes off. Mm-hmm. So we don't make noise on this podcast. Just smelling the aromas of the cabin life. You know, people up here just living for weeks on end without showers, <laughs> just bathing in the brook. And the mm, brook was icy today. That's a scout musk. It's a patina. But yeah, that's a, so. So there's a very similar theme about this spooky sleep paralysis intruder. Yeah, someone opening the door. Oh, it's very in ominous. Like I'm almost thinking hallway. that it is a real thing now that someone is really putting some spooky sleep dust on you and just walking into your mm-hmm. house and doing some, mm-hmm. you know, eating your peppermint candy. I think it's something <laughs> with like else. your brain being in between sleep and wake, and there's some. Yeah, in the in-between zone. Yeah, I love the in-between zone because I take the the nap every day after lunch, and I very often just kind of dwell in that in-between zone. I don't actually fall asleep, but I, I love that thing where where you're like, oh, I'm tired, I'm going to sleep, and then you'll have, like, such strange thoughts that you, I'll be like, oh, okay, good, I'm, like, in that in-between zone, I'm going to sleep, because I'm like, I would that doesn't make any sense. Like, your thoughts will start to become super strange. 
So yeah, maybe there's maybe when you're in that in between state, there's a spooky dark intruder. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, like maybe an agent of Satan <laughs> or the devil <laughs> that is just creeping around. Maybe, you know, coming in and who knows what. What would they be doing? What trying do you, to what, play what, dice. What are you, just rolling some <laughs> dice in your corner, Satan's dice. What do you think? What do you think? What do you, what do you guys think this spooky intruder's intentions might be? That's what we're trying to get to the bottom of here. I feel does it, like... Does this connect to, like, a greater conspiracy? Like, some flat earth, some hollow earth, some spooky like alien intrusions? More of like, an inner projection of, mm. you know, whatever anxiety or visceral fear you have, like, lying within you at that moment. So it's like, that's like that base of a, of a common denominator. It's like someone is coming into my space yeah. and I'm incapacitated and they're going to take some liberty here because I cannot take action. That's like such a, such a fundamental fear. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cause they're all the same story. Like I haven't heard a sleep paralysis story that doesn't involve an ominous intruder. Sometimes I think most that to me sounds even spooky. They either look like a person or like, I've heard that a lot of people experience uh, an intruder looking like a bird or something. Like, it has, like, having, like, a, like a, a little fucking Quetzalcoatl up in that <laughs> shit, dude. Some fucking ancient Mayan sleep Very, paralysis intruders. <laughs> what if you had a plumed serpent bird? I mean, that sounds cool. <laughs> I would party with Quetzalcoatl. And they want to play dice? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, if Quetzalcoatl wants to come in and roll Satan's dice Let around, me move, I'll wake up, Wake up, dude. Yeah, just wake me up first, all the way, you know? And I'm in on it. But yeah. don't come in when I'm only half awake. Yeah, wow. So that's interesting. Some common denominators in these sleep paralysis. We're going to have to... Con- this is an open investigation, I yeah. feel like, on this podcast of sleep paralysis intruder conspiracy. I feel like now I want to experience this, even though it does sound terrifying. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I thought... I, for some reason, thought you had experienced that. Mm, I have not. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking about Athena... I think Athena said she did. I think Wolfie said that he's experienced really? it even, oh. so he's just rocketing Jeez. past me. Yeah, <laughs> I used to get it all the, the time dust. as a kid. This intruder obviously doesn't want much to have to do with me, so <laughs> you know, I'll try not to take it personally. It's for the best. Yeah, maybe I just wake up really good. You know, maybe, <laughs> You're good at sleeping. <laughs> maybe my nap game is so strong that I have like, you know. Maybe my presence in that uh, in-between realm was intimidating. Your I'm brain, so adept yeah. in there, you know? I'm, like, just relishing in those moments. So, you know, I don't know. You're in, like, a different time Maybe. zone. Yeah, it's a good question. It's a really... This is interesting. We're going to have to ask people, I think, on the Summit podcast, specifically about sleep paralysis, because this is a running theme now, and I really like it. And maybe some listeners can chime in, too, because you can send in voice messages... Oh yeah! Oh my God! And you can send in some if you if you have had sleep paralysis incidents with this spooky nosy intruder. Let us know, and we're gonna you know we will feature it and think about it and talk about it. The have investigation you seen this begins. Man? Have you seen this nefarious character? It's that guy from it's Bob from Twin Peaks. Oh God! Yeah! Oh my God! That Basically. would be really scary. Yeah, that is true. That is yeah. Because yeah, is it the foot of your bed? That was a happy accident, too. David Lynch said, did you know about that? No. The casting oh, yeah, of that, yeah. that Bob, the the guy who was, if anybody hasn't seen this, 
there's a spooky we won't we won't spell out the whole plot but there's a spooky character in this David Lynch show called Twin Peaks that is uh you should definitely check it out and he was like one of the lighting or sound guys mm-hmm. in the show and he happened to be while Lynch was setting up a shot he happened <laughs> like, to be like reflected in the mirror of the shot and then he was like that, that just because of that happy accident as David Lynch would call it he was brought into the mythology of Twin Peaks so that's you know, that's Gosh. I love that. Very that's by that sound perfect. Let's use it. Yeah. yeah, that's how life works. You know, that's called being in the right place at the right time and having the right face at the right time. Yeah. That is, you know, that's an underrated oh part gosh. of it. But that's definitely that moment. that spooky vibe of the sleep paralysis intruder. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that is a good correlation there. So we are here. It's Thursday night. We are sipping some old whiskey and smoking some weed and doing this little podcast on Ghost Scout Summit's Eve, which is almost a very exciting night here. It's a holiday. And I say almost because tomorrow night's going to be even more exciting because everyone who's attending the summit is going to be here tomorrow. There's going to be the largest gathering of Ghost Scouts in the Ghost Ship National Forest tomorrow. So it's going to be a historical event. Much anticipated. We've been talking about it certainly for quite some time because we've been in the woods here. Well, you, you all, you've been here since June. You've been here since July. You've been here since a week ago. Mm-hmm. And we've all been enjoying all this woods marinating. We're merrily marinating deep in the forest here in this beef stew concoction that we've, you know, chopped up for ourselves. <laughs> Feels good. It's very meaty. It's a lot of meaty helpings going on this summer. It's been very nice. And we're about to get the main course. We've kind of been dining on appetizers, you know, and then a little tapas. We've been having yeah. some little tapas Ta- going taco on. Tuesday. We've been having tacos, you know, we've been having pizzas. But the but the but the Thanksgiving dinner of the Ghost Scouts is coming tomorrow when everybody arrives from the summit and it's gonna be amazing. What are your guys' feelings and thoughts about the summit? I'm super excited just because uh I haven't met I feel like I haven't met a lot of the ones that are coming. Wow. Um, and like, and like, I know only know them from like their portfolios online. So it's yeah. like interesting mm-hmm. to see how a person can sometimes reflect the work that they do. Yeah. And work yeah. with them too. Cause like, yeah, I'm super I forget, excited about I forget that you guys haven't all met all the scouts yeah. and then, yeah, you guys are like, Oh my God, I haven't met half these people. And it's, yeah, I always just assume since we're all cousins that everybody grew up together. <laughs> but in fact, we are in the process of that. True. Right? Yeah. We are now all growing up together. Yeah, plus, you know, the thought of, like, working with them. When we make yeah. this, like, go scout, scout zine. The day yes. That's going to be super yes. exciting. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't think we talked about that on the last podcast, but one of the things that we've been talking about and thinking about, and there's been some kind of iterations in the past of kind of go scout collabs and go scout zines, um, but we want to try to tackle the first Ghost Scout Summit collaborative zine uh, this coming week. And that's going to be very exciting with everybody kind of getting in on some jam comics and some collab drawings. And, and then we will have it available to everybody as a free PDF. Um, Lerm is going to compile it after people depart. And then uh, we will we'll make it available to everybody to download. And I think that's going to be a very fun 
collaborative venture and really highlight the uh, the artistic uh, collective aspect of the Ghost Scouts, you know, which is an important aspect of what we're doing here since we're all bound by our love for drawing, right? That's really what brings us all together. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Love to draw. Yeah. Drawing in my rum. <laughs> Is that the New England accent? I guess so. I don't know. Or maybe just rum? mine. You people make fun rum. of me. I say rum and people make fun of me for that a lot. But yeah, I don't know where that came from. I don't know if that's a New England thing or a Northeast thing. Just a personal thing. Or just, just a personal, personal thing. yeah. <laughs> drawing in my rum. So what else? What other, what other thoughts do we have? What other? Do we have any anticipations? What do you think? Like <clears throat> last camp, Steve Winfield Meyer claim came close to puncturing an artery and bleeding to death. Do we think someone might die at this Ghost Scout Summit? No. Well, with more scouts than ever, I think the I statistical mean, probability is higher than ever. I uh, think you're right. I think I true. think I think we obviously we safety is truly our we 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 prioritize it very high on the list now. In yeah. the beginning, not so much. Now, very high on the list of priorities. Um, and but I do feel like you're right. I feel like with the most scouts ever, there's a high. There's a higher probability, yeah. even if everyone's being safe, a scout yeah. death. Yeah. yeah, but that's kind of up to Ghostiny. So yeah. hopefully not. Hopefully not, and it would be certainly tragic. But we'll see. I mean, I guess we just have to find out. I mean, someone could One get in the car accident out, yeah. on the way here. Uh, you know, that's just how life works. So we'll see. Yeah. But you know, someone could get followed by a demon on the way here. That's true. It follows is still very fresh in our memory. And yeah, they could all be having, they could be coming from wakes and funerals and all having demons follow them here. And like (laughs) supernatural entities right now might be honing in on the supercharged creative energy that we're going to manifest here. And they're coming down. Like a fucking alien spaceship might <laughs> land during the summit and make contact because this might be the, the pinnacle of like human civilization. Like we don't know. We don't because we don't know what other beings from other cultures might prioritize other other nebulas. You know, they might be like they finally made the Ghost Scouts. <laughs> it's finally the time. They finally had this summit. It's year eight. Now it's time. They might have known that this was the contact point. We may very well have a UFO land in the sports field during the summit and all have contact through our anuses with aliens. Will we be abducted? I don't know. (laughs) Have we already been? Ooh. What if we don't know? You know, what if every scout thing has some What if that's what Ghostin is? Oh my god, they're, yeah, they're right? They're pumping it in. Yeah, they really choose who comes here. They've wow. decided already. It is written. But probably they just want to hang out. That would be chill as fuck if some aliens just came down and they're like, hit this fucking alien <laughs> weed. They're like, you brought weed from the weed planet. Remember there was like a story about, about a weed planet out there going around? I love that idea. Just as made of weed, it's a big nug. Just planet. yeah, just like a fucking a planet nug. where just only weed is growing. I love that idea. I could uh, definitely chill in a in a Jurassic weed forest. What that if the al- that's where it comes from? The aliens yeah. are like glass, like 
creatures walking around, like pumping the smoke. And you could smoke out of them. I like this. Yeah, hell yeah. But that's how they like breathe. Yeah. They breathe the weed and they like vape it. (laughs) (laughs) Vape myself. (laughs) They're vaping aliens. Yeah, I think we we are creating like a sufficient amount of interesting energy here that there could be, and like you know the Northeast, you know Woodstock, New Hampshire has one of the the Betty and Barney Hill, one of the most documented famous alien abductions in I history. I stopped at that gas station that had a mural of that. I know they have it a gas a station. Mural. Yes, in Woodstock. Talk about it. Tell people was about it. Was it Woodstock? I yeah. I literally just was like, it's I in Woodstock, gas. New Hampshire. Yeah. And the exit I happened to pull off on had this little tiny gas station um and on the side of the gas it was just like a small building and it had this painting of two really skinny aliens with like big heads and big eyes holding i think they were holding hands oh um they're very chill yeah they looked kind of friendly mm-hmm. and it said the people's names like betty and barney hill yeah. and it, it said the date uh, of the experience and i went i was like i think it was in the 50s maybe i had yeah something like that the 60s i had never heard of it before and i went inside to use the bathroom and probably buy a banana and i talked to the cashier and i asked what what it was about and he told me the yeah like these this couple got abducted near here and it was like it was really big big story they were missing for like for weeks um, and it was kind of, it was unexplained. They said that they had been abducted by aliens. It's a very juicy story. It's yeah. very good. If anybody doesn't know about the Betty and Barney Hill story, look it up. There's lots of awesome information about it, and it's very cool. And, yeah, they have an awesome mural on that. Yeah, it's a good painting. Gas station and lots of, like, clippings in there and stuff. I think there's a bathroom, like, filled with newspaper clippings. I forget. But they really ride on a I vaguely there. remember, yeah, reading newspaper, and I was in the bathroom. Yeah, so. they have some cool uh, alien memorabilia there. Sort of like uh, the Area 51 of New Hampshire contained in a gas station. <laughs> so stop by if you're ever there. But... But yeah, lots of, you know, lots of potential for uh, spooky stuff going on here. I think also in Exeter, New Hampshire, there was a very well-documented case of a large alien spaceship where where there was police reports filed about it. Like 40-some-odd people saw this giant fucking rectangular ship in the sky. So there's been some really good stuff around here. So one of the goals of the Ghost Scouts is definitely to just kind of like, yeah, some kind of spooky alien interaction, you know, hopefully on the positive side, you know, uh, you know, I mean, there's a little, little, ro- little wiggle room in there, but let's keep it mostly positive <laughs> yeah. if we can, you know, try to keep it, you know, not completely horrific. I think the, vi- <laughs> the vibes we're putting out are good for yeah. aliens. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think so. So let's rewind it. Chang, your first time on the podcast, year one scout, mm. you responded to a post on Facebook to come here mm-hmm. in 2011. And 2012? 2012. Was it? Was it 11 or 12? I think it was 11, but I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Uh, we'll go back and fact check it. 2017 was year six. So, we'll go back. Math. We'll go back. We'll, 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 we'll do the math. We'll reverse it. Yeah, do the math. We'll reverse it. We'll bring it back. 
Um, I remember that when you guys got here, there was six young men. You were one of them that arrived to find me in the forest here. And I remember saying, you guys probably thought there was going to be a bunch of stuff here. But guess what? We're going to build it. It is going to be here. It's not here yet. We're going to build it. Do you remember something like that? Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I I could not have prepared for uh, what I would find here. But I, I think on some level that is what I expected. Like I wanted to uh, like be part of like the beginning of something and like sort of what you had described and uh, what I had gleaned from uh, like your online presence and like the weird lies you told. Otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I yes. felt like I I kind of got where you were coming from and uh, some of your your vision. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, at the time, I think it, it helped that I was delivering phone books uh, and it was after my first year of college. So I was like not really sure, first year of art school. So I really didn't know like what I could even do for a job. Uh, so I was just doing random odd jobs. Uh, so this was your summer after your first year at RISD or going to RISD? Uh, first, after my first, after okay. freshman year at RISD. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, like I was kind of uh, in it, you know, I was in deep with the uh, art stuff, uh, but didn't have like <laughs> job skills and stuff. And I saw, I don't know, this, this post from, uh, an illustrator. I appreciated it. I had actually reached out to you, uh, like a year or something before when I was doing a little, uh, blog, uh, with my best friend and I would just like reach out to artists and stuff and ask them about their process. And I remember I, I, I talked to you a little bit about, uh, I don't know, some of your work, uh, and I did a little, like, write-up of it. So I, I was aware of you from uh, Adventure Time and uh, some of your illustration stuff. And had I reached out to you personally about coming here, or did you I was just I, respond to the post? I think I was uh, following you on Facebook, and I saw the post, and I, uh, I think I just messaged you th- straight through Facebook. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm an Eagle Scout. <laughs> yeah, you're like I'm perfect for this, I, you and you know, definitely were. I'm made for this. Yes, and, you were uh, made for it. it. Yeah, it turned out. I feel like I, I feel like I am. Yeah, and especially like getting back here now, I feel like I'm totally in my element. Yeah, uh, and it's it's really empowering in a way, and I feel yeah. like uh, I I feel vindicated in a way, like uh, to have like taken part in what could have been. It could have have turned into anything. <laughs> it could have, Someone, yeah, it could have been a bunch of guys fighting. It could have maybe could have been some people, so some, a couple guys having sex. It could, <laughs> have, it could have really, anything could have happened. It could have been a lot of murders. It was, you know, yeah, it could have been jail time. It could have been for, a chainsaw for, accident. Yep, there could have been terrible chainsaw accidents. There was a lot of reckless behavior going on. It was very Wild West in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, the first video of Ghost Scouts said there's only one rule, don't be a pussy. That was really our mantra, year one. And there was just woods here year one, but we truly have become this, uh, we truly have evolved so much and become something that none of us could have imagined. And now we actually do have probably what I thought people might have expected to find here. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a couple <laughs> cabins with residencies and there's people here and we have a sports field where we do various physical activities and 
you know, we have uh, very established, uh, you know, things that we like to do, go on these hikes and, and, and different things. And we have a robust roster. Um, and it's, it's pretty funny that it actually was true what I told you when you first got here, <laughs> you know, cause none of us really knew what was going to happen. Cause you all could have just showed up and like jetted been like, yeah, this is fucking whatever, you know, like I was like, oh, all right, they're still here. This is working, you know, like. <laughs> got him. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know why I stayed, uh. But yeah, it is just like, it feels good. It's empowering to like work on the land and stuff and like feel like you have some control over your environment and feel like you're in this kind of like responsive relationship with the the world around you, which is something that I feel like is uh, a lot of times really lacking when you're in like totally controlled and like social environments. Um, It's hard to feel like you have that much autonomy and like ability to affect change in, in your surroundings and stuff. This is definitely a, an experience of direct, like, agency over your surroundings because whatever you do, like, has, you know, the consequence and it's as good as you make it, the, your area around you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just outside. So if you, like, if you fuck up, you know, there's bugs everywhere or squirrels everywhere. <laughs> yeah, don't leave your... Don't leave all your food out, Caleb, because it will start a a generation of squirrels that will chew holes in people's tents after you're gone. The squirrels have stayed away, but they're very chatty. There are lots of mice, though. Yeah. 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 Lots of mice. More mice than squirrels, yeah. Yeah. We crunched some mice. Yeah, oh man, that night after we watched Fight Club, um, there was a mouse, there was this little mu- mouse Fight Club happening in the cabin, so you just hear, like, squeaking. It's crazy. And they wow. got snapped. Uh, and then they got snapped. Damn. So how many mice do you think have found their death here since you've been here? I've only, so I had the one mouse trap that disappeared. Yeah, I said they took it, that one. It's still out there leading the mouse it's revolution. MIA. Yeah, that mouse is leading the counterinsurgency yeah. against me. Um, but I caught, I used the, the fancy plastic trap, um, and that caught one mouse in the The loft. Jaws one? Yeah. yeah shout out to Jaws brand. Uh, mouse mouse Are we sponsored? The, I was holding off on saying No, I, I'll give them a shout out because they work. You know, they you can do. get the classic, the, the classic, like, wire snappy on the wood and. Those are hit or miss, and sometimes, like, catch, yeah, sometimes catch the mouse on, like, just part of its body and doesn't kill them. The Jaws ones work much better. Also, much easier to reset. Yes, that's true. Which, when you're catching a lot of mice, you don't want to have to, like, handle this trap with all the nastiness on it a ton. So, yeah. the less you can handle it, the better. So, shout yeah. out to anybody with those mouse problems. You, you just know, step on it solutions. to set it. Yeah. Yep. And it yep. has it has a little red when it's set and a green when it's like safe to touch. Wow. It's good design. Yeah. Shout out. Has Caleb been on the podcast? Caleb has not been on the podcast. I feel like I've reached out to him. We gotta get my man Bitch Hog Power Hog on here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's gotta <laughs> jump up on here. I was just telling him, dude, come to the fucking summit. Any Girl Scout that is out there that is not coming to the summit really has to reevaluate their priorities in life because 
this is going to be the hypest week of the year anywhere in the world. Like, there's no doubt about that. I mean, yeah. I mean, all respect due to whatever The Rock is doing. Shout out to Shaq. Shout out to Arnold. But this is the hypest week of the year right here coming up starting tomorrow in the Gosham National Forest. And I could not be more excited about it. We're going to get up tomorrow. We're going to fire up those chainsaws. We're going to be whacking in the woods with them weed whackers. We're going to be just prepping everything, getting everything ready. Scouts are going to be trickling in. It's going to almost feel like Go Scout training camp, except it's going to be all a bunch of old cousin scout friends coming back home. And those chickens are going to be roosting. And we're going to have such a fun time. I cannot wait. We're going to be working on this zine. We're going to be doing hikes. We're going to be smoking bongs. We're going to be watching movies, having cookouts, having fun. It's the next level evolution of training camp. Because you're doing all the fun stuff, but you're not trying to necessarily make it over this hump. Yeah, this is why you train. Now you're part of the now you're part of the cousins, you're in the family. You're you're we're one of us. You're one of this infinite cult. You're in the cult of eternal creativity. This is why you do it. This is why you come. You got to come, you got to do it. Residency Chang, you've also done a residency. Yeah. That's something that we forgot to say. You're year 1 scout and you're a year 4 Resident, was that right? 2015, year four, I guess. Yeah. Year four resident with my man Deep Nuts, aka uh, Cole Brower, arriving tomorrow. Oh, yeah. The aka the crowd pleaser. Truly. You know? Yeah, I can't wait to see Cole. Yep. Shout out mm. to Bippy. Yeah. Building these unique relationships, these unique bonds from all over the United States and all over the world. I you met know? Cole at. Squatch's wedding. We shared an Airbnb, and it was the first time I met him. Yeah. And he's hilarious. Yeah. Very deadpan. Very like the guy you look at, and he's like, just has the most mischievous <laughs> look on his face. And like, he's really quiet, but then he'll say, like, you'll look at his drawing, and it'll be like a guy fucking on a dirt bike jumping over some bodies, like with a chainsaw, like cutting a, like a, a little girl in half or something. <laughs> That's like a difficult cold drawing, I feel like. You know? And he is very unassuming, but he's got a lot going on upstairs. You know, if he wasn't in the Ghost Scouts, maybe serial killer material, but I feel like we're bringing him. We're bringing him to the, yeah, he would be like, yeah, he would only kill bad people that deserved it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, But, you know, I feel like we are a good influence in Cole's life, you know, and he's he's showing up. He's recognizing uh, how important it is to come to the summit. He's got his priorities straight. Definitely. He's got his life together, you know. The people that aren't coming... (laughs) <laughs> reevaluate <laughs> fuck it reevaluate your priorities Chris Nelson <laughs> shout out Planet Nelson so what else guys what else is on your mind you know what else is on your mind tonight on this on this wonderful night here in this log cabin before all of the before everybody arrives you know, what are we thinking about? We just did a nice work share. You guys were just showing the work you've been doing. I've been building on the house. Um, I posted some Instagram story pictures of progress of the siding. 
on the house and I've got the whole front of the house sided pretty much, which is very exciting, about halfway done. Didn't get the house fully sided like I was hoping this week, but also watched movies with Wolfie, went on some really epic bike rides with Wolfie, went to the beach with the fam. So as we've been saying this summer, really focusing on keeping the chill vibes. Yeah. And you guys, you guys have seen the chill vibes going on here this summer, which is pretty dope. It feels like it's been really well-rounded mm-hmm. time spent mm-hmm. working, but also just enjoying the surroundings. Yeah. And having new experiences and, like, getting in a rhythm. I feel like there's been a good rhythm established, even mm. as it's, like... The whole time I've been here, it's been kind of changing, because at first, you know, I got here... For a day, Alex was here when I got here. Right. Um, Me and Alex were tripping on mushrooms, fucking <laughs> walking through the woods. And I was just like sitting up in the loft, <laughs> like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because I had I I moved out of the place I was living in for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. My lease ended. I left. I actually skipped out of that a little bit early, and so I don't live anywhere else. <laughs> I just live here. Yeah. Um. So it was definitely the very first day, like, uh, like, damn, this is really happening. Like, I've been planning for this, and I'm here right now, and there's a bunch of fucking mosquitoes <laughs> biting me. <laughs> um, but, you know, the freedom uh, that you get in exchange for, for that is, is worth it. I feel like I've been doing a lot i don't know i'm just having like i'm figuring it out you know and i'm in in my element yeah right cha yay um i think in my case it's more like recentering myself um since it's kind of like I've, I've been through a really rigorous first year and taking my master's degree and then went home for the for the summer break for a bit um and got a lot of rest time there, but not really, because half the time you're just meeting up with people. Um, and so it's like, it, it feels like so many things are happening at the same time. But here, it feels like that, but it doesn't feel as, like, stressful. You don't feel like you're really tight on your schedule. And it's also nice because I've never experienced, like, I like to see, like how different the seasons, you know, affect the behaviors of people here. Because mm-hmm. I, I come from a country where the seasons are wet and dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's no, like, there's no autumn, there's no... So I'm like, like, yeah, what is summertime here like? Is it just like what I saw on TV? Or is it like totally is it? different? Is it? Um, I don't know, but it, I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Like going to the, the beach yeah. and just hanging out and I'm just like... Like, yeah, yeah, this is, like, this feels great to see. Yeah, having the seasons really makes you, like, appreciate and embody the activities that are, you know, good for that time of year, you know, like, yeah, we cook out, like, all the time and hit the beach all the time and we're going on the hikes and... Yeah, then winter is totally different, you know, we're like snowshoeing through the woods and skiing on the mountains and, you know, I mean, sort of like similar activities, but like totally different gear, I guess, you know, and like different pace of things, you know, you're not just like hiking up, you're like snowshoeing through or like Mm -hmm. skiing through, like, you know, the, uh, yeah, it really changes and it feels like you're in a completely different world. That's why Mm -hmm. one of the reasons I'm so excited about getting a getting the wood stove in this cabin and and having some uh winter scout times is to share that time with people because it is such a different world and in 
in many ways is my favorite time of year and I think the most beautiful and breathtaking like form that the landscape takes here is when it's covered in snow and the especially when it's just snowed and all the trees are covered with snow and it's like fresh powder and you go out and you see the the story of the forest played out in the tracks of the animals that are all going through it that day and like it's all so immediate and like it's so interesting that it really is uh it, it's such an amazing thing to have the seasons coming through and 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 like you said like that people actually do different things yeah. based on it. It's so mm-hmm. neat. Yeah, different I activities. That. I love yeah. that. And like being that my family has been here for many generations, I feel like I can feel that like down the line too. Like, you know, I feel like I can. When I, when I lived in LA, it was like very strange for me because there was no seasons. And I was just like, <sighs> it felt like I was just, it was, I was there for three and a half years, but it felt like I was there for one long summer. Like it, yeah. my, my sense of time was so thrown off that it was like, so weird because my clock is so set to those seasons so to not have it is very bizarre right yeah i think that's but that's the appeal sometimes to foreigners who come to the philippines because it's just like one long summer and then like a bit of rain here and there but it's summer is pretty good (laughs) yeah summer is a great vibe summer is a great vibe definitely but yeah, I feel like there's like an edge and like a perseverance and like a yeah like to like the idea of like having to go through the winter mm-hmm. and like the fact that like you can do that where it's like some people were like I would never live there or like I go somewhere else for the winter like it's there's kind of like a weird like sense of pride as well and like getting through it and like <laughs> I don't know, especially for me because I like split all the wood and like you know like <laughs> haul all the wood and like I don't know for me it's such a physical accomplishment as well it always is like a point of pride and again, I think hearkening back to like the generations, like I always think about like, like the, you know, like for, for better or worse, my ancestors came here on the Mayflower and like persevered here. And they were in the witch. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, literally like, I mean, I'm only four hours away from like where they landed, you know, in like Plymouth and Cape Cod and stuff. And Damn. like my grandparents still live there and like, you know, for better or worse, they were here, like, you know, carving it out that whole time. So, like, I like the fact that I'm, like, also here as well, kind of doing some modern semblance of that. You know, it feels, it, it makes me feel connected to that. And also the beyond, like we were saying before, like, or maybe I was saying it on the last podcast, but whenever I get into some kind of situation where I'm struggling, I think, like, of all the people that have existed in human history and all the things people have had to go through to just like get through their life. Yeah. What we have to do is so minimal that, you know, I always think about that and like, I don't know, I like being, I like being part of a lineage of having to muscle it out and like work it out and like problem solve in nature. And like, I don't know, there's something so deeply fulfilling, like in your soul and your psyche and your, and your DNA and everything. I love the deeper things go, the, the, like more, I love that. I don't know. I'm very tuned into that kind of idea of like, of like, you know, there's certain things you can go out in life and do, and they're kind of cheap thrills and they're on the surface level. But those things that like, 
when you're on a path and you're watching everybody kind of drop away around you and they don't want to do that and then but you feel this deeper meaning in it and then when you're when you're accomplishing those tasks you can kind of feel the depth of the history of people doing these things before you there's something very fulfilling about that i don't know do you guys ever feel stuff like that I feel like what you're talking about has to do with the having a direct connection to just your surroundings because most people live such alienated lives. Like, you know, the winter here, you're connected to it because you're chopping the wood and that's what's heating the house and that's why you're not freezing to death. Yeah. Which, like, is not, I mean, it sounds extreme, but it's, like, not. It's, like, you know, a direct connection to what's heating your house. Yeah, it's, like, really yeah. super more normal. Like, how many, like, thousands of years have people poured wood from, and how many, like, what, like, 200 years or even less people, 100 years people have been flicking a switch and having mm-hmm. their house be heated. Like, yeah. like and it's so much more of our history is having to work for that warmth. And meanwhile, like, like a lot of people's experience of winter is just, like, I have to fucking clean off my car, and, yeah. like, the snow is, like, full of piss. And like I have to drive, I have to drive to work, and it's dark out. It's dark out when I leave for work, and it's dark when I get back, and like it sucks. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just like a very alienated. Like it's because like our lives are so alienated. Yeah. Like, you know, the those those direct connections, like what you're talking about, is part of like being human. It's the paradox of being like alienated in like an urban environment where there's more people than like ever before packed yeah. into mm-hmm. that space, you know. But it's so disconnected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I think like in relation to that, like you just value a lot of things a lot more yeah. when you're out here and you like take the time to actually appreciate all the different things, even just the sights and sounds that you hear. Um, but I also like in ties with that, with you guys having seasons here, I think, yeah, it makes it clear to me how valuable like certain produce are during this time and all these different things, because like, again, we're like, we're a tropical country. So it's like, it's easy to harvest, easy to like do the same stuff over and over again and just be like, sort of just like, oh, it's always going to be around. Mm -hmm. But here it's like people treat everything like. Oh my gosh! Like like peaches are out this this <laughs> season, yeah. so it's like it, yeah. there's the buildup of excitement and appreciation for things that you know just come Peach during season. the seasons. Yeah, corn right now. Like people are kale the too. corn. Yeah, the kale. Kale's so cheap. The yeah. kale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I know kale is cheap boom. right during now. This kale this is the height of the kale <laughs> bloom. In when I started eating good was during the residency because kale and pork were like the cheapest food stuffs you can get at the store. Yeah, so I just get a lot of like. Uh, a That's a great kale combo. And kale and pork. And throw it on the grill. Yeah. And just be like a, totally. a dinner ready in minutes. Yeah. But yeah, seasonal food is strangely, uh, strangely clutch. Makes people resourceful too. Yeah. yeah. It makes them change up their diet, change mm-hmm. up the ingredients they use. It's so. Yeah, and it's fun that we live in such an agricultural community here and you go to the co op and they have like the seasonal local stuff there, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I mean, of course, you can always get you know, pineapples or whatever, you know, at, the, at, the, at the Topps grocery store. Yeah, but like, but yeah, there there's a lot to be said for that, getting that local, fresh, seasonal stuff. And then mm-hmm. that, firing up the, the tiny uh, butane stove. <laughs> Doing a little Pam cookout. Yeah. We've been eating pretty well. On my tiny pan, yeah, yeah. Because he's a super good chef. Mm-hmm. But I'm also... And I have all the pots and pans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Teamwork. 
So let's see. So what is so how much more time do you have here, Lerm? You have I'm here until September fifteenth. Like Oh, so you still have a, an entire month here. It's gonna be totally different seasons every single week though, because the summit's starting tomorrow. Yeah. So peace and quiet canceled over for a week. <laughs> so how do you feel about that? You feel good about it? I know, I'm excited. Yeah. Um it's it's gonna be different. It's just it's cool that there's so many different experiences within this one because yeah. it yeah, people, you know, different people arriving, leaving. The it feels seasonally kind of different. You know, the bugs have different seasons, like what bugs are out right <laughs> yeah, now. Every two weeks the bugs like shift rotation. I'm exper- it's like a whole lifetime of experiences. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this week is going to be super fun, I think. Cause see, I haven't met a lot of the people either and it's going to just be like a big party mm-hmm. the whole time, a big sleepover. It has big sleepover vibes. Yeah. It is like a big wood sleepover. That's pretty much what camp is. This mm-hmm. is like, yeah, wood sleepover. So that's exciting. But then, yeah, I think if you're leaving, I'm going to be after the summit's over um, right, because I'm flying to Denmark. We're going to, me and Athena are going to Denmark for uh, about 10 days, and then we're going to chill with my folks for another couple days, and then we'll come back here. So we'll be gone for two weeks after next week. So it's just going to be me on this property and right. Clayton, I guess. Yeah, so it's going to be, yeah, so it'll be a week of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and then two weeks of only you. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, and... Then, and uh, he will, Daniel will be here for, like, a, a bit. About a week. Yeah. After, oh, so you're going to stay a week. So yeah, Daniel yeah, yeah, yeah. will stay a He's week Thursday. after. Oh, that's cool. So you'll have a week with him and then a week alone. Mm-hmm. Well, well, so that's not bad. So, yeah, so a week alone and then we'll be back. And then, of course, Kent will be here. Kent, yeah, Kent will be <laughs> doing his thing. When, when the, I'm going to be calling him every day, like, yeah. uh, f- learning how to play chess, I guess. Like, <laughs> when a creature, chess. when a creature, you know, from, from the ritual or from It Follows oh. chases you out of the woods, you can run to Kent's house. You it's not that far. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close. You could sprint there in like five minutes. Yeah. From right from this cabin, door to door. <clears throat> Yeah, and I pretty much know the way, even if it's dark. Yeah, it's good. Map it out. You know, do some fire drills, just do a dead sprint. Do about five dead sprints to Kent's house and see how He's you like, do. what's that noise out there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just running there all the way. Me running around screaming. Yeah, no, we talked a little bit about that. I think it's actually really valuable to yeah. like be alone in the woods. Like, it does something to you. Because, number one, you have to decide right off the bat the first night you're not going to be scared of the dark you know like when i lived in my first cabin i was like okay so i guess i'm not i can't be scared anymore you know because otherwise i'm just going to be terrified and i'm going to have to not be here so i can't be scared anymore and then you're just like okay i can deal with that you just kind of do that and then yeah then that kind of just like it then it kind of becomes a different thing and you're like wow this is pretty badass like i'm Mm -hmm. just like up here like Cause what I do is I go, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the scariest thing up here. Like everything else is actually scared of me. There's nothing that, that that I need to be scared of here, you know? And if it is too, I've always had this little, this thing that I was a kid, since I was a kid, I would go, if I was scared, I would be scared of like, almost like the, it follows or something or, or the, or the, um, or the sleep paralysis intruder. It's like some kind of like devilish yeah. force that might be out there to get you. 
So whenever I would be scared when I was a kid and when I was a teenager and stuff, I would just go, come and get me. I would be so scared and I would go, all right, fucking come and get me. I'm right here. I go, come and get me. I'm right here. And then nothing happens. And you I won't. go, and then I go, okay, all right, well, that's <laughs> it. Then I go, that was it. So nothing's happening. So I'm okay. Like, you know, I kind of dare the devil to come get me and it never got me yet. So, you know. <laughs> Maybe, you know, maybe you can sit up there and go, come Dare and get you, bro. me. <laughs> come come and fucking me. get me. I'm up here. But it is kind of that thing where you kind of conquer it, and then it's like, I don't know, it's kind of a cool level to be at where you can kind of be like, because, uh, like, a lot of people are pretty scared of the dark. Almost everybody's pretty scared of the forest at night. So to kind of get over that is a pretty cool kind of superpower to have, you yeah. know, and you kind of get to go out there. It's always spooky, and there's always situations where you could be spooked and right back to a kid fucking sprinting through the dark in the woods, like trying to get away from nothing. But but it's uh, it's a fun thing to experience. And then also just, like, not seeing anybody for several days and not really talking to anybody for a week like that kind of puts you into another fun state too you know where i don't know you kind of reach a different inner peace yeah that, that i've really enjoyed experiencing and i always say like man i'm so glad that i was able to spend like a couple years up in the woods alone because i'll never be able to do that again <laughs> you know like yeah. it'll be less of like evoking an old man and everybody in my family's has died in the fire <laughs> or something, you know, something terrible. but you know it was really i'm really glad that i was able to seize that opportunity when it when it was there so you know that's that's kind of one of the reasons that's kind of one of the many reasons we've created the various things that we do here at scouts is you know to kind of do little samplings of that but yeah that'll be that'll be cool i think all the like moments of alone time that i've had too have been so enjoyable because you're not like you're not bothering anyone else whatever you're doing is you know playing whatever music like just walking around in the woods like you'll be walking around naked in the woods yeah that's awesome. I think it's actually, like, really fun and calming to be alone as well. I think it's, like, underrated. Yeah. Like, people feel so much of it because you're always around people. And even now, you're even more connected than ever. And people are on their phones all the time and stuff. To actually just disconnect from the Internet, most people do here. But then to actually disconnect from, like, your social rituals is a whole nother level of just like inward introspection and like kind of settling into like the peaceful being of you that yeah. is a pretty unique experience nowadays and yeah most people don't definitely don't get to do that especially because uh everyone's got a roommate you know yeah yeah how, how many people yeah. can say like yeah i've just been i've been completely alone for an entire day and not even seen one person not a lot of people can even say that let alone a string of multiple days or a week or two weeks so yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, plus, like, I think that was hardest for me because I had to be connected all the time because I was doing my thesis work and I had to send it to my, be in contact with, when like, you first my, got here. Yeah, with yeah. my advisor and all this stuff because I was like, yeah, that's why, like, now that I've sent all that stuff in, I can finally, there, there's moments where I'm more, more, like, at peace with things and the pace that I'm going because a lot of time when you're in school, it's like you have to submit this. There's always a deadline. There's always somebody you're kind of accountable to. But here, you're kind of just on your own and you're you're kind of more relaxed and less worried about how people are going to comment on your work or like who's going to look at this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
deep private experience, mm-hmm. but also like at the same time, it's been so social. It'll yeah. just be yeah, being alone will be interesting. It'll be a fun new phase. Yeah, especially with all the people coming in tomorrow at the same yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the whirlwind, and then that, but that's cool that change, that you guys will have a week together here, and then you'll you'll have a little week of of the alone time and then and then the bandits will be back yeah they'll be able to wrap it up we'll do a little wrap-up podcast with all your experiences i'll be so wise by then. <laughs> <laughs> i can't Three imagine short weeks. well it's so funny too because you think about a lot of people that are listening or a lot of people just out in the world like the next three weeks for them are probably just like going to my job nine to five like a lot of the scouts out there like can't come to the summit because they got like a job and like a nine to five and like it's gonna be the same week every week like it's amazing to be like wow i'm gonna have like the, an amazing week with like all these scouts here and then i'm gonna have like a week with you know you, you and chang get to chill solo and then like yeah. and then i'm gonna have a week alone here and then we're going back to wrap it up for a week and then you're gonna be going back to that's like you get a you get like a smorgasbord variety. of different kind of weeks there. That's pretty exciting. It's a hu- yeah, a huge a huge variety. It is it is definitely demoralizing to be doing the same thing over and over again. It's- well, I feel like it deadens your senses of wonder and awe. Like you know, just like we were, we were on like our little mushroom experience early, like you really realize that like when you jump into the mushroom realm you're re- you're you're entering the realm of like you're you're bringing the dream into reality and and you're 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 shaking it up and like when you're in the drudgery of a 9 to 5 job you get your your senses all dulled down it's like it's like to be able to cope with that, your brain has to almost shut down so you won't go insane. Yeah, to a certain it's extent, so much like stimuli. Exactly, but then like yeah, when you're doing different things and you're you're switching modes every week and you're fully engaged, it's like it's like you're a coral with like all these polyps coming out and there's all these different interactions happening and like there's so much more room for growth and experience and. And yeah, there's something about that that repetitiveness of of the of the nine to five job. I think by design, right? Yeah. By the people that enjoy like reaping the dividends from a you know a worker bee culture, um, that's a very good thing for them. But not that great for people that want like a high quality of life. I think it's very it's actively hard. bad. It's very hard to feel like fully engaged and fully awake and fully alive and fully full of like choice and like what do I want to do right now and like you know if you're constantly being beaten down every week by like this is what you have to do no matter what what choice do you really have in your life and like yeah what are you going to be able to muster you know like to yeah. to do that you know, get out of that or or within that or I don't know. It's such a uh, it, a lot of reasons to try to avoid that. I think but the way humans are wired, the way because that's you know you realize when you take a psychedelic, you go wow all this stuff. Like we were talking to Kent, he was like, I was trying to walk because okay. So I told Kent in the beginning, I'm like, you got to take these mushrooms with me because, and he's taken mushrooms before, but I'm like. He hadn't taken any since he's gotten to, the, to these woods and lived here and had his forest here. I'm like, it's going to be like, even though you walk in these woods every day, it's going to be like you've seen them for the first time. And he, we did it, and he's like, oh, my God, you were right. And then I walked out there. He goes, I walked out there, and I was trying to see him after that, that way again, and it wasn't like that. And it's like, yeah, it, it just goes to show you that your your brain has these 
has these valves that it sort of shuts down so you can just cope with whatever your daily life is. And then you take something like a psychedelic or you take an experience that almost puts you in that state and it starts to open those up and you start to actually really physically experience more and take in more. And with all that, you can output more and your creativity goes up and your morale goes up and all these things go up. So really, yeah, how do you think about, you know, that, that I think that's really what Scouts is about and what we talk about a lot is like creating a life where you are almost living in that psychedelic realm and that fully engaged realm and that realm where everything is popping and vibrant and you're in love with life and you're in love with the people in your life and you're fully engaged in that, you know, it, it's, it's a, that, that, that's what I think is the great lesson of psychedelics is you can dip into that and be reminded of it and go, wow, this is, this is here all the time. I just need to make sure that I'm in the right mindset to be seeing yeah. it like this. I mean, it's like you get a big callus of life. Totally. Rub, you get you stabs down. from yeah. that nine to five is like a cheese grater fucking on your nutsack titty clit, you know? Oh, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shaving it down. Oh, Shaving it down. But yeah, I mean, yeah, and then that experience peels away the the onion it exfoli- yeah yeah totally it yeah it, yeah it exfoliates it, it melts exfoliates those layers you know you shed that cocoon you shed that snake skin however you want to think about it you know gets you out into that loosey that loosey goosey gummy you know we were talking about and when we were in that mushroom realm of feeling very gummy and loose what do you got a big old spider on here what is cockroach. that cockroach yeah. really big old roach he's on his back what, what is that what is that who has a gun he's- Wow. Squealing. I've never even seen a cockroach. Yeah, I haven't seen one up here. Oh. Are you going to vanquish him? Oh, my God. I'm going to smash him. Oh, my God. Wow. I have no that respect. Is. Look at that. A straight-up no, cockroach. Just the last of his kind. Oh, Can't shit. Where did oh, my it go? God. Oh, my God. Lerva's on a murderous raid. Oh, my God. Oh. Lerva's not having this cockroach in her cabin right now. Oh, my God. She's okay? laying down the lot. I think it escaped You me. should eat that cockroach. That's, yeah. a, that's a meal right there. God. Where did that thing come from? It was crawling from? on my foot. Wow. I think wow. it, bad. I think it went under the floorboard. Wow. Whew. Rest Back where he came from. Back the, from whence people, he came. People listening are like, see, that's exactly why I would never go in the woods. They're talking about why it's so great, and there's cockroaches walking on their legs. <laughs> okay. Covered in bugs. There were far more cockroaches in Philadelphia, in every single apartment in Philadelphia, than yeah, the first one I've there, seen. I didn't even know there were cockroaches in the woods. Mm. I've never crazy. seen one until just now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I did see a rat in, under our our house for the first time in the winter there was a rat for the first time i've yeah, never, never seen, seen a, a rat, rat in the woods before yeah that's weird and then it disappeared and i've never seen it again but it was definitely a rat so it never rat. got in our house it was just under it that's fine yeah and we could see it and then it just went away or it got caught in the rat trap we put out and then carried it away i don't know oh, it carried it away could be. What's with these rats and mice <laughs> stealing just, the trash? They're, they're out there. They're building, building like song. a mech. Yeah. <laughs> they're building a machine with all of them. God warrior. Yeah. Oh my god. I've seen in in Philly at uh, my my ex's apartment was this really old um, like high ceiling building, like a kind of 
it at one point was nice and fancy, but it was just not really taken care of that well. And in 1845, it was a grand place. (laughs) It had it had these crazy big mirrors. Like the wall was a mirror, and it had gold those elaborate gold frames, and there was a face of like a man with a beard on either side. (laughs) And it looked kind of like. this guy who was, like, the custodian at my college, who I was, like, buddies with, um, his name was Rich. And shout out to Rich. Shout out, shout out to, shout out to Rich. Sketchy Rich. Maybe listening to this right now. Um, yeah, he was a funky guy. But, yeah, this looked like him, funky which was really Rich. funny. <laughs> Join the Patreon, Funky Rich. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but, yeah, I saw in the bathroom the ceiling, like, collapsed a little bit. Like, part of it fell out. And the landlord was, like, this guy who was, like, 90 years old and definitely not doing much for the building. And yeah. he was like, I'll get to it, you know. But so there was just a part of the ceiling missing. And one time I looked up from <laughs> from the uh, toilet and there was just fucking, cock- like, a, a mass of cockroaches. Like, Are you serious? <laughs> On the ceiling? Oh, there was, like, inside a... Inside of the ceiling. Oh, like a like a like a Shifting layer, like a pattern, like a texture map yeah. of cockroaches. Oh no! Pretty much. Oh god, that is. It was open, open Full air. Full protein and nutrition, though. Are cockroaches good to eat or not safe? I, Do we know about this? I don't know. Probably not. I don't know if it would hurt. Would it hurt? You? I think you'd have, to farm, dirty. you'd have to farm. You'd have to farm them. They're I probably think dirty. City cockroaches are probably full of lead and stuff. Oh, god. Wow. Yeah, probably yeah. very gross. Definitely not good to eat. I had Australian tree frogs when I was a young man. You ate them? Or they were in your house? Australian tree frogs? (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't eat them. I had them as pets. (laughs) (laughs) In like a terrarium. You thought I meant like... Once when I was in a fine <laughs> restaurant, I had a nice plate of Australian I thought you were, like caught some or something. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, because <laughs> no. you were asking if cockroaches were safe to eat. Yeah, no, no, no. So oh, I man. had I had a pair of Australian tree frogs, whites tree frogs, in a seventy-two gallon bowfront terrarium, oh. and I would buy them crickets to eat. I would catch them crickets to eat as well as other wild insects because they're supposed to be more nutritious and I was into that and then I also wanted to breed cockroaches to feed them but my parents said that that was not going to happen <laughs> in their house oh, no. and my sister was also allergic to cockroaches so what? Uh, yeah, and another reason why they would not let me it's a bad breed, recipe. breed cockroaches in the house. <laughs> I also didn't have the best, tra- the best track record because I had a giant African millipede that was probably about a foot long, like finger thick black millipede that was slightly venomous. Slightly. And I would get high. Uh, okay, so I had a, I had a really sick setup because I worked at Petco. And I would take the liberty of borrowing many things from the store when I worked there, allegedly. <laughs> and so I had some pretty sick setups. I had I had the I had the tree frogs. I had a really sick uh, fish tank with like all these like like colored lights that like spotlights that would shine through. I had all these living plants, a forest of living plants in this big tank, and all these lights shining through. And I had my millipede, and I would get stoned, and I would 
take out the millipede and let it crawl like on my hand and shit. And one night I fell asleep with the millipede out. <laughs> And it no. disappeared in my parents' house, never to be found again. No. So that might be one of the reasons they didn't want to let me breed cockroaches. It's under your, it's under their house, and it's thirty feet long. <laughs> exactly. It's reached. It's it is their the, house yeah. now. It's, it's been eating the crumbs. It's reached HP Lovecraft proportions, oh and it's just God. crawling through their the walls of their oh, house. But, yeah. yeah. I used to have a bearded dragon, um, which is a, a lizard that looks spiky, but it's soft. Yeah, and I once borrowed a bearded dragon from Beko. <laughs> <laughs> we got ours at a lizard show, like, oh, a, like sort of like damn. a gun show, but for lizards. Wow, you don't have to. You don't. You don't need a license. You don't need a You don't need a lizard license. I certainly did not have a lizard license. Black market bearded dragons. And we would feed it crickets and mil- and millipedes. Yeah, um, millipedes or centipedes. I don't know, little grubby guys. I forget. Wow, mm. like little centip- little centipedes. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else you would. Where would you you where you go? My buy dad them? would order them online. Really? Yeah. Yeah, maybe little like yeah. I mean, there are little millipedes too. I also mm-hmm. had I also had a tiny like a Madagascar millipede that was like a little black and red one that was only mm-hmm. about this these big, were, only about this, the thickness of a pencil. These were about an inch big. I don't know, and they would come and crickets too, and they would come on like cut up egg cartons. In, like, a big box. Right, and yeah, we, that's where they, uh, yeah. Yeah, we would... in egg cartons, and they smell like fucking... They smell <laughs> like shit. old dick. Yeah, they smell, <laughs> they smell nasty. Yeah, um, smell like grandpa's dick. So we kept in, like, the tool room was, like, where the all the fucking bugs were. Yeah. In these, like, bins. Yeah. And one time, I guess the the, bin, the lid didn't get put on right. Maybe it was me. Who knows? Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but the crickets got loose. Um, and we had, they just all over our house from the basement, like spreading. You didn't really see them. You just heard them in the walls. Like, whoa. Yeah. You heard the noise of crickets as if you were outside, but. Bro, they're chirping in your walls. That's insane. That's like maddening. (laughs) For like, for a couple. It's like the telltale heart. You're like (laughs) hacking through the fucking shit. You're like, where are you? (laughs) They're in there. They're, they're just you just had to wait for them to die. Right, yeah, I guess they can't live that long. It's a couple weeks. living on fucking drywall and <laughs> whatever, yeah, glass. whatever weird stuff's oh in between the walls. Wow. Yeah, bugs are crazy. A lot of weird bugs out here. Mm-hmm. There's a bug that kind of looks like a cockroach, but I think it's a cricket, and it it lives in the outhouse. Oh, the mm. big crickets. I think it's a cricket, yeah, but it's it's big and brown like a cockroach. That sounds like a cated. Ooh. That mm. sound the name sounds cute, but it was not cute. <laughs> that's true, that's true. I think cated are just like big ugly cricket looking oh, no. Yeah, There's a lot yeah. of strange insects around. Mm-hmm. A lot of big juicy spiders. Lots lot of grasshoppers of, this season. Lo- yeah, the grasshoppers yeah. are just really coming out now, like a ton of them. Yeah. The dragonflies are out. The grasshoppers are out. It's a party. Yeah. I like, I like those black dragonflies. They look really... Yeah, they're, they're pretty. They look they, like butterflies. They have, yeah. a, like, a jewel blue green wings. Yeah, they're so, so pretty. pretty. Shiny black body. Mm-hmm. A lot of crazy bugs. A lot of bugs that just look like uh, the manifestation of evil. <sighs> you just see it and you're... 
what the fuck is, why does that exist? Why is no. it, why is it here right now? Oh yeah, I saw a huge fat millipede yesterday. It was, yeah, it was probably finger thick and it was just like crawling around under a rock I was moving. Wow. <sighs> a, 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 a salamander, Humans. I thought it was like a worm. Uh, I think it was like a hibernating salamander or something. What are the it black was, and yellow ones? It was... It was uh, kind of like black and orangish. It was mostly black, but like I lifted up a rock and I saw what I thought was a worm, and I like poked it with a stick, and then it just started wiggling like crazy and like flying across the dirt, and I realized it was a, a salamander. That was one of the big ones? No, no, no. It was, it was probably uh, you know like three inches long. Maybe. Oh wow! Uh, but yeah, the world is alive. It is, it truly everything is, is alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. We're alive. This cabin's alive. Yeah, mm-hmm. this cabin's very much alive with ghosts and me, <laughs> and all the things that have happened in this in this cabin, and all the things that are going to happen this week in this cabin. Someone might die in here. Oh. I'm amazed. It a hasn't mouse will die. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very solid. Mm-hmm. I think it's gotten more solid because I I remember a few years ago I, you would like you would climb the stairs and the the cabin would shake front to back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I, I, yeah, I truly expected it to fall on someone. <gasps> oh, the oh one over God. there? No, this, this one. Roof on it? This one, it, it shook front to back. Really? Uh, but huh. I, I really think it's gotten what? more stable. I don't huh? know if it's the, the chinking or, huh. or if it's just settled. Oof. But I, I, I feel like it's a little more stable than it used to be. Hmm. I definitely, yeah, I have not experienced that. The floor is bouncy. Yeah, the floor is always shaky because it's thin. It's only one inch right. flooring, so we're thin on the floor. But, but I never, I never experienced the wall feeling like mm-hmm. the walls were shaking. You didn't get rowdy enough. What were yeah. you doing in there? Yeah, you, when you and Cole were having yeah, I was hanging out with rowdy Cole. butt sex. We <laughs> were playing Mortal Kombat, okay? Mortal Kombat! I always say, I'm like, every time I came up here, you and Cole are playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> we played a lot. During the residency. Now that TV is blown up. Yeah, the lightning struck that TV and blew it up. And then that's we shot it. That's why, oh, that's why there's all those uh, bullet holes. Yeah, up. Mortal Kombat hit that fucking, hit <laughs> that TV and killed Raiden. it. <laughs> Yeah, lightning hit like the power lines up the hill and and came into my house and zapped my TV. Me and Wolfie were there and we saw like uh, some like ball lightning in the house and then oh it God. traveled up here and zapped the TV up here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It was pretty cool. Damn. That's, yeah, that's spiritual. I've seen lightning with my own eyes in, a in ball. my house. <laughs> I don't know what would have happened if I had touched it. Probably wouldn't have been great. I thought that thing about uh, talking on the telephone during a lightning storm was bullshit. What is that? You're not supposed to uh, take a shower or like talk on the telephone during a lightning storm. Or that's like uh, folk wisdom. Yeah, like, but that's uh, true of old back in the day, though. Yeah, yeah, just like old. Because it can if your stuff. pipes aren't your pipes need to be grounded, or it, the electricity can go through your pipes and through the water and Ooh. shock you if you're in the shower. Ooh. And it's something about the phone lines. Yeah, my mom remembers fucking. But someone, I feel like modern. modern so my days. mom remembers seeing someone being shocked by lightning on the phone line when she was a <gasps> kid. She saw it. I'm pretty sure she saw it, or she was. was I'll have to ask her about it. I'm pretty sure she saw some old woman be shocked by lightning on the oh phone. God. Your mom to call in. Yeah. <laughs> mom, what's going on? We're going to get her on. You're right? on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's definitely overdue for coming on the podcast. She definitely needs to be on it. The mom cast. Yeah. The Mary James expose. 
<laughs> as it must happen. <laughs> All right, well, we got an hour and a half in the books on here for the pre-summit podcast. I think we're pretty good. Anybody else have anything else that they wanted to jam into this old beef stew bowl here? Or? I think we're good. Tomorrow's just going to be a big day. Tomorrow's going to be an amazing day. We're going to get up early and start prepping for the arrival of everybody. And they're going to cascade in and be setting up and, and getting and helping us do, uh, you know, cutting and trimming. And then we're all going to have a cookout and who knows what. Anything could happen. The aliens are going to come down and... This cabin's going to fall apart. Yeah, this cabin's going to shake loose. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love those first day vibes of everyone finding their uh, their their tent spot and like clearing it out and yeah. you know setting up tarps and like I don't know uh, building a space for themselves. Very the fresh. Woods. It's always one of the most exciting things that I guess I've got to experience the most is just people arriving, yeah. like just everybody arriving cool. and the level of enthusiasm that people have and like you know. And and the expectations and I mean I guess everybody kind of knows what to expect coming for mm-hmm. Summit because everybody's been don't. here before. But we're here. But that's true because yeah no even now it's like you get those new people coming mm-hmm. and I guess there's always an element of I guess I'm always the only person that mm-hmm. truly has the, the widest the widest guy. I am the constant. Mm-hmm. Wow, I never thought about it that, like that yeah. before. I am You've Daniel, seen it all. I am Daniel Faraday's constant in this lost land of, of Ghost Scouts. That but how much of true. it do you remember? I remember, I think it's all in there, you know? There's quite a lot of it. It blends together a lot. There's definitely stuff that I don't remember, but I think it's anecdotally, it's like, it's all in my subconscious. Some yeah. of it's in my conscious, all of it's in my subconscious. When it's usually, if it's dredged up, I can remember mm-hmm. probably almost anything, but... Yeah, I definitely have an interesting, probably, overview of being here. It would be very cool to be able to, like, tap into a, like, a pure, uh, yeah, pure total recall of everything that's gone on here would be pretty mind-blowing. There's Um, tapes. There's, there's a lot of footage throughout. There's, like, there's enough. Like, I should start to collect footage and start to put together like an overview of like last year we had like a full documentary's worth of edited footage go up on youtube which people have seen now but it would be fun to kind of start to collect some of the collective Mm -hmm. uh you know anthology uh stuff and put it together that would be cool yeah yeah I think a history needs to be written. Yes, I think so. The history can begin to be told. I feel like we've had enough present where the history can begin to be told. Mm -hmm. You know, we were far enough into the future. We definitely are living in the future, so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 2019 is very futuristic. So, uh, where can people find everybody? Anobelisk.com. It's one word. Spell it out. N O B E L I S K. Also on Instagram. That's uh, that's me. An obelisk. Yeah. An obelisk. Yeah, just like those two words, but it's one word. Wow, beautiful. What is the origin of that? Um, you know, it, it probably was sometime after uh, my, uh, training camp, probably like a year or two after, and I was just thinking about branding stuff and my name is uh my name's daniel chang christensen which is really uh way too long to write down on all your stuff uh and i felt like 
don't know, I thought about different like shortening combinations of it, but I had like weird reservations about like what it meant to like Dan Chang Christ. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to, to preserve certain That's parts strong. of it or like That's just strong. to go with like Chang or Christensen. Or just so. Christ. Just sign it as Christ. I know. I've thought about that. <laughs> I really thought about that. Oh or my just God. Chang Christ. DC, DC Christ. Or just DC. I don't, I don't like that that much either. But uh, yeah, so I just felt like kind of uh, coming up with something that was sort of evocative of uh, the kind of vibes I was. Uh, building off of which i thought were kind of like mysterious uh and sort of iconic uh forms sort of uh pre-human shapes i feel like the obelisk is like a, yeah is, is very like a it's a deeply uh psychically active shape so mm-hmm. i feel like it was uh, i don't know you are deep in my mind and that's like what my art persona is. yeah it's, it's all a of, psychically active shape yeah coming from something deep within Mm. Very tight. Yeah. So, how about you guys? <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram. It's Digo underscore drawing. Yeah, that's Digo. Yes. D G O. D G O. And where did you come up with the yeah. D G O? Explain too many origin stories. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm Lerm, and my Instagram is Lerm Worm. L-E-R-M, and then Worm. Check it out. Tight. Well, we will be back. Uh, This will go up on the Patreon on Saturday and iTunes on Monday. And then uh, we will record a official Summit podcast with the largest gathering of scouts in the history of scouting during the week and that will go up next Saturday on the Patreon so be sure to tune in and we will check you on the flip side peace out peace be safe peace <laughs> be safe woo another juicy spicy beef stew inspirational episode of this podcast for your face ears you know i hope that everybody uh enjoyed that i know we did it so much fun to just sit around in the woods, in the cabin, sipping that old whiskey and just talking about spooky stories and reminiscing about good times. Um, as I'm sure listeners of this podcast know, uh, we love friendship and Ghost Scouts is truly all about <laughs> all about friendship and camaraderie and uh, just living this best life here together. Um, and, uh, and, and no better time to, to think about that than the summit, you know, the summit is upon us. And the next time you hear from us, you will hear from the whole crew up here in the summit posse pod, uh, which is going to be very exciting. Um, but we're already an hour and 40 minutes into this banger. So let's wrap it up. I'm going to jump over to, patreon.com slash ghost shrimp where the true hardcore fans of this podcast and of me get that content early you know if you love this podcast if you want to hear more of this podcast if you want to hear it on a on a weekly basis head on over to patreon.com slash ghost shrimp and just donate a dollar an episode you know and you'll get that shout out so big shout outs at that green smoothie level to all the one dollar supporters you are much appreciated every dollar counts um i really do 
appreciate it. And then at that $2 level, if you're feeling a little more like you want to, like you need a heartier meal than just that that smoothie to get out of bed. You know, maybe you need some beef stew. You get that juicy beef stew shout out at the $2 and up level. You know, so let's jump into those. We got my man, workshop alumni, Alejandro Fuentes. Big shout outs to you, my friend. Get that beef stew. Uh, big beef stew shout out to Jesse Kakakadani. Big shout out to Ghost Scout Butterflesh, aka Seth Bird. A uh, big beef stew shout out going up into the woods right now to my man Velvet Dojo, aka Dalton Stark. Big Beef Stew shout-out going out to Gerard Jones, another scout in the forest right now. I'm talking about none other than Frogadile Dundee, a.k.a. Steve Winfield Meyer. We got another alumni from the workshop who needs a bowl of beef stew, and his name is Jesse Primo. Big shout out to Ryan Sims, another workshop alumni all the way over in Armenia. Of course, I'm talking about the girl Shamaram, the grown woman Shamaram. Hope everything is dope with you. Uh, we got a big bowl of beef stew going out to Michael Broncado. We've got another bowl sliding down the bar to Craig Bowers. We've got a big beef stew shout out going to my man B-A-R-C. Bark the dog, a.k.a. Andrew Lansing, a.k.a. Dusty Lupus. We've got another ghost scout up in the woods. We're talking about Mr. Husband, a.k.a. Chris Murray. Big Beef Stew shout out going out to Matt Bollinger. Big Beef Stew shout out going to Sam Bag. Two three-letter names. That has a real ring to it. A Ghost Scout who is not here, but is here in our hearts. Michael Joran, a.k.a. My, a.k.a. Joran Thornton. Uh, you can tell we don't do editing on this podcast because there's a lot of mistakes in it. Um, big Beef Stew shout out going to Chris Burke. Big Beef Stew shout out going to the West Coast where this legendary animator lives. His name is Anthony Scott. Anthony Scott, who I met at the animation workshop. And after the summit, I'm taking that summit energy right out to the animation workshop in Denmark to teach there for a week. So hyped for that. Wish Anthony Scott was going to be there. That's the only thing that could possibly make him more hype. But luckily, Athena's coming with me, so that's going to be real fun. We're talking about jumpsuits only in that luggage compartment, people. Uh, the oldest living Ghost Scout, none other than Kent Osborne. Get that man some beef stew. He's up in those woods as well. Even though he lives next door, he's camping all week, people, because it's mandatory. 
Big Beef Stew shout out going to Arguably Art. Big shout out going to Alexi Giroux. We're missing you, homie. None other than Ghost Scout Chicky Buki, a mere three hours away. Why are you not here, my friend? We shed tears for you. Big Beef Stew going. Big Beef Stew shout out headed over to Denmark to my man Try Man Hunt. Are we going to see you out in Denmark, Try Man? Let's try to make it happen, man. I want to do that. Uh, Big Beef Stew shout out going to Devin Newman. Big shout out going to my man from the workshop, Bobby Morgan, a.k.a. The Nobby Wood. And we should say that is Nobby, K-N-O-B-B-Y-W-O-O-D. Make sure you check it out because he's dropping the heat. Um... Big shout out to current resident Lermy, aka Ghost Scout computer person on this very podcast, supporting the podcasts that she is a guest on. How hardcore is that? Big Beef Stew shout out going out to my man Shell Durkin. Getting jacked on those rocks, my friend. Big Beef Stew shout out going to Mark Osborne, brother of Kent, and Hollywood Big Shot. Can't wait to talk very soon, my man Mark. I'll be rejoining the crew of Escape from Hat, his new animated feature from Netflix, uh, in what, three weeks? Something like that. Can't wait. Um, Big Beast 2 shout out going to Uncle Terry. Hope everything's good in your world, my friend. I know we'll work together again soon. I've done two album covers for Uncle Terry. This is this 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 list here is loaded with friends, with workshoppers, with scouts, with clients. I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Big shout-out going to Ghost Scouts, Sports Magic, a.k.a. Daniel Foothead. If you don't know about Daniel Foothead, man, you don't know shit. Because this motherfucker is creating the dope animations over in New Zealand. Check him out. Out, 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 out. Uh, my fellow Pratt alumni, Raphael Tanghall, coming in with that $3 per podcast pledge. Love it. Hope all is good in NYC, my friend. Uh, big. Oh, we got, we're up into this marinated steak tip level right now because we just jumped up to $5. If you are, if you are so inclined you can donate $5 per episode to this podcast, and we're going to throw a little marinated steak tip on the grill for you. Fire it up and serve it up bloody and juicy and zesty for Yvonne Santiago over in Puerto Rico. Definitely going to come visit Puerto Rico uh, someday and hang out with my girl, Yvonne Santiago. Um, and big shout outs to everybody who sent me birthday love, you know, on the, on the Instagram, on the internets. Um, obviously I got a lot of them and I didn't respond to all of them, but shout out to everybody who gave me some birthday love. It's much appreciated. 
another marinated steak tip on the grill for Johan Elverby. Uh, let's get that grill cranked up because we've got more steak tips. We've got it all. We have a lot of marinated steak tip pledges here and I'm loving it. Uh, we got none other than perpetual output. Get that steak tip. Uh, another steak tip on the grill for Skyler Bloom. Uh, another steak tip on the grill. Marinate that steak extra juicy from my girl from the workshop, Kayla Dakota. Uh, and another workshop alumni and old friend and colleague, Eric Amelhus. I hope everything is going good in Maine. When when you're in Maine, when you're in Norway, Maine, you gotta stop at the Norway Brewing Company and tell them Go Shrimp sent you. Tell them you're a fan of the podcast, and they'll slide a crispy beer down that bar to you. And it might just have my drawing on the label, you know. Big shout out to Magna and the whole Malhus clan. Um. We got another marinated steak tip. And by the way, of course, all these beef stews and marinated steak tips are vegan, non-vegan. You know, we got options here because we got love for everybody. There ain't nobody we ain't got love for in this world because we know at the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast that we are all destined to be friends and that we have more in common with every single person on this planet than we have in conflict with them. That is our mantra. You know, even if I strongly disagree with, or you, or let's say if you strongly disagree with some of the things that I talk about on this podcast, let's keep together, let's stay together, let's keep listening. And uh, that's how we draw closer together, not by not by dividing, but by uniting and seeing what we have in common rather than what we have in conflict, you know? We don't have to agree on everything, but I know we can find something to agree on. Okay, that's the only way forward. Conflict only leads to more conflict. The only time peace prevails is when people stop and agree to stop fighting, right? Come on, people. We can do better than this. The world is in chaos. The world is in madness. It always has been. That is the ultimate challenge of humanity. Can we reach our highest potential? You know, even in places, even in pockets, let's do it. We're doing it up here at the Ghost Scout Summit, people. Come on. We're uniting people from all over the world who, of course, have differences. But you know what we have in common? A love of drawing and getting busy. And that's what we're doing up here. We could all go up there and argue about politics. But guess what? We don't do that because we're busy uniting and connecting over dope-ass drawings. Come on. Um... We got another marinated steak tip on the grill for Pablo Meiji. Pablo Meiji, a.k.a. Young Wolf T. We got another workshop alumni in the house, none other than Zeta, coming in with that $6.66 Satan's marinated steak dicks. I love it. And also, Ghost Scout. Beard Lips, Year 7, Camp, oh no, Year 6, Camp Champion. We can't get it twisted because Year 7, Camp Champion, Max Wilkins is in the woods right now. Uh, we got the, but we got the Year 6, Camp Champ, 
Krognak, a.k.a. Beard Lips, a.k.a. John Mansfield, coming in with the $6.66 Satan's Marinated Dick Steak Dick. You know, that's what we're throwing on the grill here. That's what we're munching down on. And with that, that is all the shout-outs that we have for you. And it is 419 right now on Saturday. So smoke them if you got them. And we're actually going to bring this in under two hours, which is very nice. I, I don't want to slam you with podcasts more than two hours, although, although we're just going to let this Super Summit podcast ride. When we come in this week, we've got, we're going to have like 16 people on it or something. That one's probably going to ride pretty hard. We might dice it up. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll hit you with some extras, some bonus extras or something, slice it and dice it. But you know we're going to be bringing you the spooky campfire stories. We're going to have to record that one actually outside in the woods because um, we can't all fit in the cabins. So uh, that's going to be a very special podcast. It's going to be a first, the most people ever on the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast. And maybe, you know, what, you know, how many podcasts have you listened to where there's 16 people on there? That's going to be fucking hype as shit. So look forward to that. That's going to be dropping on Saturday. We're getting into a little rhythm here. You know, this is third in a row. We back, baby. We back. Let's keep it that way. Jump on that Patreon and show some love. Show me that you want to hear the weekly podcasts. And make sure that you're staying super motivated out there, uh, creating a vision of who you want to be in your life. You are the only one living your life. Make sure that you are doing it on your own terms, by your own rules, for your own reasons, and based on your own expectations and nothing else, you know? Money factors in there, but that's not your number one goal. What's the passion? That's the top of the list. That's where you start. And look at this. I see Ken Osborne driving up the driveway here. What's he doing? He's coming back. And that's going to wrap it up. I'm going to jump out and smoke some weed with Ken here. So make sure you stay positive this week. Make sure you stay productive and go out and inspire some people. All right? Peace.